splotched with mud. She surely spent an abundant amount of time in the sun. Her skin was almost the same shade as the dark patches of leather on her tunic. Her soft brown eyes gazed down the long sight of a heavy crossbow with determination, its unwavering barbed tip pointed at my sternum. The sound of her heartbeat might as well have been a soothing breeze of wind chimes when compared to the boy and archer. I would have to kill her first. Five feet behind the brown-haired beauty towered a large, grizzled man who carried a single-sided battle-axe and a metal shield engraved with light purple etching. His chain-mail hung about him, weightless as comfortable pajamas. He seemed ready for combat, but I tasted his fear like I sampled the dust and dirt in the air. His protective stance made me wonder whom he was blocking from my gaze. I focused behind him, and when my vision adjusted to the light, I saw he stood in front of a beautiful girl. She peeped from behind the old man's shield at me with horror and disbelief. The maiden had long blonde tresses cascading like white waves down to her lower back, a sudden memory of similar hair, but sun-bright copper in color, ran through my thoughts and then disappeared before I could capture it. Her eyes were light blue, and her pale, creamy skin made me think of a cold drink of milk on a blistering day. She wore a fine-looking purple tunic of crushed velvet and thick leather riding pants. Sparkles of gold at her ears and neck hinted at exquisite jewelry. But before I could focus on the glitter, the girl noticed my attention and ducked behind the big axe warrior. The young boy said something, so I gently turned my gaze toward him to ensure the man and woman pointing weapons at me would not be startled. The boy stuttered out words I did not comprehend, and I squinted at him in an effort to make my brain puzzle meaning from his language. I sat on a long stone platform. The gray dais felt cold to the touch, and it reminded me of the waterfalls that had been my companions for so long. I couldn't remember anything before the islands. Maybe I didn't want to recall memories from before those dreams. The boy shuffled his feet and studied his book with intensity. Are you the O'Barney? He stuttered through a thick accent. The name filled me with memories. A handsome man with dark hair, graying at his temples. A massive battlefield, rivers of fresh blood streaming around countless bodies, men, women, horses. The smell of flowers and the brief flash of thick copper hair. Mocking laughter. A single scream of heart-rending agony. Are you the O'Barney? he said again, glancing back and forth between his book and my face. I realized that I was clothed in a soft gray robe, and my bare feet touched the cold stone of the cavern floor. Sudden energy pulsed through me like the tide of an ocean. A memory of power came to my head, but the sensation was more familiar than a fleeting recollection. I do not know, I said. 
My brain told my mouth to say the words, and my lips obeyed reluctantly. Still, he seemed startled by my response. I have been dreaming. Is this a dream, too? Were you supposed to wake me? The boy glanced down at his book and flipped through the pages with frantic speed. The large old man barked something command-like, and the boy replied back in their foreign tongue. The skittish man with the bow shifted his feet, but he didn't concern me. I found my eyes focusing again on the dark-haired young woman with the barbed crossbow aimed at my chest. Our eyes met, and I held her gaze. After a few moments, she started to bite her lip, and her heart began to beat faster. She said something strained to the boy, and I gave her a small smile. We can not...